You now tuned into the hottest podcast in the world, the Stay Woke Podcast, right here on the SonicBreakdown.com. Man, it's time to wake up. Time to wake up. Get this cake up. Get this cake up. Only thing I care about is switching. Welcome back to another Stay Woke Podcast. This is D Ray Brinson, and you know the Stay Woke Podcast is presented by the SonicBreakdown.com. If you haven't checked out a review, you're slipping. Go check that shit out. Today's going to be a special episode. It's going to be another Let's Talk About It. And today for the Let's Talk About It segment is going to be Collaborate the Real Person. For those of you out there, you might not have heard. But if you haven't, again, you slipping. Go check him out. He's a rapper from Sacramento. Uh, reps the Bay hard. Uh, stayed in Berkeley. He goes by Collaborate. And he had a, a hit project that I found out about recently was 1993. And then he had a new album that came out in 2017 called Real Person. If you didn't know, he was on uh, the Stay Well Podcast Top 10 episode that we released for the Top 10 Albums of the Year. So that tells you the album's pretty dope. Um, so thank you, thank let's you so let's uh let, let's hear from the man. What's up? Collaborate. What's up, I'm glad to be here, Spence D. I'm glad to be here, man. Glad to be on the podcast. I've been looking forward to it for a minute because we've been talking about it ever since we first met, Spence. Yeah, we've been yeah. talking about doing the podcast, so I'm glad to be here, man. For real. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we got another guest, a special uh, guest, a co-host for this episode, and it's going to be Spencer. You heard him on several podcasts before, uh, so what's up, man? Appreciate hey, what's it. What's going on, man? Thank you for having me again, man. It's a blessing to be here. I want to, let's let's get some, a little bit of background information. I know that's the standard for interviews. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah that's cool. It's always cool. It's so, funny he was joking beforehand about it, but yeah, damn. So, so, we, we, so you rap, right? That's yeah, right, thing. right. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the kind of background questions I'd be like, oh, man. But nah, I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> so like I said, you are from Sacramento originally, yes, sir, yes, sir, and then uh, you moved to the Bay, or well, uh, Berkeley. Pres- yeah, I moved to Berkeley, lived with my brother when I was 17. Okay. So I left Sac, well, I take that back, I take that back. Originally, I left Sac. Went to go live with my mom in Antioch for like a couple months, and then I would take like Bart out to meet with my brother and go to the studio and stuff like that. It was like the first summer I had moved to my mom's. Then I moved in with my brother, and I was there for a few years. Then I spent a semester or two at Academy of Art. That's when I started, you know, just becoming a Bay Area kid. But Berkeley was always like where I came back to. My brother stayed, so I always came back there. So yeah. Okay. I want to touch on a little bit on like just like you said. You went to the Academy of Arts, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when did you, like, know or realize that you were a creative person? Um, I started realizing it probably when I was, probably probably when I was really, like, a kid, just growing up, like, around the house, just stuff I was interested in. I was always interested in, like, different movies, or I was always digging through my parents' CDs. Plus, my dad always played good music, so I started really realizing it probably around high school, mm-hmm. Um, just when I started noticing how, like, eclectic my movie taste was and my music taste was, like, it was, you know what I mean? I started almost feeling like I was reminiscent of characters I'd seen in movies low-key. I was like, dang, maybe I'm, like, maybe I'm kind of getting into and really, like, following the passion of doing music. Like, around high school, I started noticing this stuff. What kind of music was your, was your dad listening to? Pops was listening to everything, uh... Recently, actually, I've just been going through a bunch of stuff. He was listening to a lot of Goody Mob, Outkast, Pac. Uh, he played Scarface, Hove. I mean, any, I mean, it was just like a good time for hip-hop in the 90s. I was just listening to some Eric Sermon not so long ago, like a couple of days ago, and I was like, dang, I haven't heard this in a minute. Yeah. So I was bumping EPMD. Um, I, I bumped almost all West Coast, Warren G, Snoop. Um, Nate Dog, Mac God, 10, damn. Ice Cube. I was listening to some Eazy-E earlier. Like, 
Man, my pops really played a lot. A lot of Outkast. I might have said Outkast already, but he yeah. played a lot of like. I mean, just... I love Outkast. Aquemini, man. Yeah, that Aquemini album was great. That Aquemini album was a great, great the album. The sounds. That I think, I think my favorite one was AT Aliens. AT Aliens gotcha. is probably my personal favorite. That just hit me the most. You know what I mean? That was probably when I just kept. I love the cover art for that one too. Yeah, <laughs> it was so cartoon like. Yeah, it was different. Crazy. I mean, yeah. you, they you can truly tell that they express themselves like throughout. Every aspect of that album, like yeah. you said, from the cover art to the lyrics to the yeah. sounds, uh, that's one thing. One of the things that I really did enjoy about Outkast, mm -hmm. um, mine has to be for me is Equimini, and mm -hmm. I didn't really get that appreciation until I moved to Atlanta. Like I liked the album, yeah, I feel. That. And then feel through college, when I like saw marching bands and stuff like that, I was like, okay, like I can, I, it resonated with me. Like okay, I get where yeah. they got this, and I got, I get why they have totally. these horns in, why it's so open. Totally, totally. You know what I'm saying? Um, totally. Those are, it was definitely an album where you could see not even just a progression from the group, but really a, uh, a group or a duo that was really themselves, and that nah, came facts. across with everything that you heard from Big Boy when he was rapping, and then Andre, mm. he just had another way of just approaching the beat. Mm. Every time, but he's always like, "I'm going to drop some gems in every time." Yeah. But particularly with that, like I, I think I'm coming out a lot, like. Just all the songs on there is just is just like another facet of it. It's like people from the barbershop talk wow. to oh, I heard you on the street. Okay, we trying to hustle this album. How other people may receive it. Like they kind of touched on everything with word, that. Word. Pops was playing a lot of music like that had that type of impact. So that's what I was like. I was just always listening. He was up. Him and my mom was always playing something dope. I had to give them credit. They had great music taste. <laughs> so you say? Would you say they were the biggest musical like influences of like the sounds that you like now? Um. Uh, probably, probably, honestly, what my mom and dad played for me, or what they had, mm -hmm. or what I see these out to, yeah. what I exposed to, like yeah, they were big, and then I started making my own, like I started sort of curating my own taste out of that, you know okay. what I'm saying? But they were definitely like the first people I got music and shit from was them. So one of one of the things I did want to go back to is your first, I guess, official album was hella good, right? I would consider that like my first when I I would call that like my official. Like my professional, like when I gotcha. felt like I was at the point where I was competing, like mm -hmm. in the game, and my projects were being considered gotcha. amongst like my peers and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, we'll call it like that. And for for that, like, because to me, all three of your albums have a different feel. Yeah. Um, which which I appreciate. I, I like to see growth. I like to see elevation or evolution too, as well. <laughs> that reminds me of that line. <laughs> yeah, I'm a pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh... But yeah, I remember that's that's what made me think of that. But um. I just like that elevation. Do you feel like there has been a growth from that that project till now? And what definitely like where do you feel that growth has been for you? Um, I definitely feel like there's been a growth. Hmm. Um, I think that much of that growth has just come from me being comfortable in myself. Gotcha. I think real person is like the um, real person is like you know me finally like finding that. Uh, understanding i guess my place as an artist and like how that relates to who i am and just intertwining the two is i've been doing it for a long time i've been like writing raps and rapping making music and trying to figure out my lane and stuff for some years now so i would say really the the most you know mat the maturation really came intrinsically like just me knowing myself and me just accepting things about my artistry and myself and being like, yo, this is it, owning it, and just putting stuff out there. You know what I mean? So that's probably been the biggest thing. Humility or honesty or something like that. <laughs> something like that. Self-discovery, too. Yeah, self-discovery. Yeah. that process. And that is something that I did want to, um, that I did notice in Real Person. But before we get to Real Person, I want to touch on um, 1993. Um, mm. Because I felt like hella good 
was uh, if we're if we're putting all three albums in in an age group, mm-hmm. like that was the adolescence. Hella good Definitely. was that adolescence period where I felt like 1993 was it was like that coming of age that that on the precipice of that discovery yeah. where where you're asking the questions of yeah. you know like really like really analyzing and saying you know what am I trying to do what mm-hmm. is like what is the goal here what is so that like for me that's that album is the first album that I heard from you was 1993 and then when I got uh-huh. to uh Kale in August 28th uh. I was like oh shit all right yeah, that's, yeah. I, I was like okay literally this on August 28th is he um, you put that you put me onto that like that was the first yeah. song that, when I heard from uh, from you and I was like he's like no trust me I know you're gonna like this and I was like <laughs> alright cool I heard the beat it started I'm like okay I get it and then as soon as it drops like oh he's about to get yeah, it like, yeah. it had that feel already like in, in I think what also comes across a lot in your music is your presence uh-huh. like your presence I feel like even started to shift a little bit more as like the albums progressed it's like I'm more into myself, and that and that right. comes along a lot with experience and maturity. And I think that's what you were touching on, you know, as well. Is this like, okay, I'm at this point in my life. I'm still kind of yeah. young. I'm experiencing things. All of a sudden, it's crazy to me. Next point is like, oh, I got a little bit tense to reflect, look back. Right. right. And here it's like, okay, where are we at now? Like, that's- yeah, it's interesting to hear both perspectives on the on the project because I have my own as well. Like. I, I oftentimes would be, I'd just be like, this is this, and people only like it, like, because, you know, it's usually as an artist, I'm always the hardest critic on everything I do, but, but it's funny because 1993, like you said, they are all completely different, but they, I appreciate them for like, like, I like hella good, I play hella good, and I really love it, and it's easy to sit and play many of the tracks in succession, just let it run, yeah. and then when I play 1993, I definitely hear they evolute like that is where I see like I be y'all have to forgive me I talk about collaborate in third person like as because it's it's not like like that's the whole real person joint it's like I'm still Caleb but I also like I, that's my artist entity and and both are in you know super tied together but I'll listen to 1993 and I'll say I see a lot of growth on this this is where I see collaborate like showing me yo I'm not just gonna just rap bro I, I wanna try I wanna sing I wanna do this I wanna do that and I can still tell my story within doing all that and then real person to me is like a nice mesh of the two and I see maturation on both ends like the bars and the lyricism on real person I think are stepped up mm-hmm. in in comparison to hella good which was a more bars heavy project I would say in 1993 but the melodies and stuff that were in 1993 still find their way into real person and they still do things like you know add to the hook on soul or give you a song like down or like fine so like I saw it as like a that's why I continue to say it's really a lot of maturation because I, it was sort of just knowing when to say when, you know what I mean? When it's too much and when it's too little. But um, I appreciate all three for what they are, bro, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And, and like I said, that does remind me as well is, um, like you said, in Hella Good, you could, it's definitely bar heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A lot you know, more complicated, dense bars. And then as you get into 93, like you said, there is more melody. It's more conceptual for me um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, in trying to convey a message where I felt like Hella Good was like, Basically saying, y'all motherfuckers, I'm here. Right, like, right. If y'all don't right. realize the bars I don't spent right now, where that gave you that that outlet for that. That's what it seemed like. And then 1993 was like, mm-hmm. okay, I have something to say now. Right, right, right. Y'all know, y'all know what I can do now. Let me say, I have a message that I, I'm I'm trying to figure out. 
And right. that's what, to me, it felt like you're trying to figure things out. And then there was a humbleness and an appreciation, but still mm-hmm. hunger mm-hmm. to to do more. Is that, and I think that's why I feel like a lot of the generation gravitated to 1993. Definitely. Because Definitely. in this time, um, and it's something that I've talked with another member on the Say Well podcast, Benjamin, about like the idea of, our society and our, our generation and the generation after us, mm-hmm. we ha- they had this mentality. Our parents are telling us, you know, go to college, you'll get a good job, right. and, you know, life will be good. Well, our generation went to college, right. graduated, right. left, and there ain't no, no those good jobs there. Yeah, no jobs. it's like it's so, not the end of the rainbow. Exactly. Like, yeah. So, like, that... Like I felt like 1993 touched on that, and it's like so, where like if you were in that or you're in that period or you're doing that, having those issues, like damn man, I went through all this shit, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm what? expecting to get paid and right. get a good job and be able to, and I'm not there. That frustration, right. like I felt like that was captured on there. Hell Is that yeah. something that you were feeling Hell during yeah. the process? I mean, something that comes with, I think that's the interesting thing that that you brought up i was i think i was talking to a friend about how we're going to be we're going to be a different generation in terms of when we tell our kids like grow up i'm saving for college maybe i'm not saving for college maybe i'm saving for you to start a business exactly. you know what i mean maybe i'm i don't know who knows i mean lamelo ball is playing pro ball right now you know what i mean like <laughs> in lithuania yeah that's and right. he's going to have kids one day and be like man you don't have to go to college at 18 he's like i didn't even he's like i didn't even finish high school <laughs> and, and 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 there's um there's there's that and then it's coupled with like right now i think a lot of people are we as like a society as a nation and stuff are coming into just i don't know what we're gonna call it but it's a different time i can Mm -hmm. feel it we're the do-it-yourself generation we're definitely diy but there's also a part of there's some awareness and like um enlightening and stuff that's going on at a these things, these phones have allowed like information to spread so fast. One good that comes out of that is that information spreads really fast. People can get hip to stuff really Access quick to it, yeah. and come out of the, you know what I'm saying, darkness. And I think in that process, okay, I'm tying everything together. Stay with me because like, I talk a lot. But in that same process, I'm making 1993 and 2016, 2015, 16, whatever, writing and recording those songs, actually living the college experience and feeling like this isn't for me at like same token as Lamelo ball right now is playing pro ball like he's actually living a moment that's going to change the next generation so we're all like going through that and so i think that my my progression from 93 to real person it also tells the story of what's happening like at the time like in the world like figuring out i don't have to go to college to be considered successful or i don't have to there's I can run my own business. I can be big baller brand. I can like this is all stuff that's happening at the same time. Plus real you know what I'm saying, plus realizations of myself, my family just dispelling a whole bunch of stuff. So I think that it's like this beautiful struggle right now that 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 came with that project and also just came with the timing and where we at like as a country and stuff. And that's black men too. We can go that that's a long conversation as well. So we changed it. black men are we are like ever growing right now. You know what I'm saying? Doing a lot of good stuff right now. So it's good. But long-winded. <laughs> no, 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 no. We we appreciate that. But that's that was one of the things that I, I felt like I felt that that's why I gravitated and it resonated with people so strongly. Mm-hmm. Um, because just like like I knew that's how I knew August twenty eighth would resonate. Like mm-hmm. because I was like, yeah, <laughs> you, you, you gonna feel that because it's that's like one of the great things about music is you it gives off emotions. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and and people can feel it and pick up off that if you really. 
put your heart into it. Like I think I think that is translated through music. And it uh, transcends time too. One of the things that I know about certain albums, I can remember where I was at in my mm, life mm, when mm. I was listening to this. I can tell you the street I was on, what I was doing, where I was mm. going, because it was either, you know, if it's my riding music, my driving music, for whatever. Mm. It's you know, and that paints, I think, a lot of it for, for people, too. So even, like, for example, when we're growing up, when you're growing up, you're talking about the music that your parents played. Right. I'm sure you, there's just certain memories that just of trigger. Course. You think of something like, oh, yeah, that was when I heard that Goody oh, Mob song. One of my <laughs> cousins. Ha- like, yeah, definitely. just like that. Definitely not. And I think that that's making music to have that effect, for music to be that memorable is something that we should all, I mean, to do anything, to you know, you should all strive for. Everybody should all strive for Doing something that's like, man, I never forget the day, blah, 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 you know, because that means something was just great and special and relevant and well thought out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Executed properly. And it's like, shit, that's all I try to do with the music, you know? Just try to But kill you it. have to be daring enough to go for it, though, too. Oh, um, facts. Because facts. Uh, it reminds me, I was just watching uh, Troy the other day, and uh, that scene with the little boy going in the room, I wouldn't fight that big guy. And then mm-hmm. uh, Achilles goes, that's why they will not remember your name. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like you <laughs> right. have to be daring enough to say, you know, it is going to be an obstacle. It is. Like, a lot of people might have saw, you know, the concept of 1993 and be like, it's, it's too controversial, or it can mm-hmm. be too controversial. It's not what mainstream, what society wants right. to hear. Right, right. Because it doesn't, it doesn't go with what society is telling us. Go to college, you know, get a good job, do that, mm-hmm. be consumers. You know what I'm saying? Like that speaks against it in in some form. So like to be daring enough to still be able to, of course, of course, to do that. Just I always to, wanted to, yeah, I always wanted to do that. Just be daring and just, you know what I'm saying? Like just speak my mind and do what I always want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just do my thing. And just going off of that. Is that what success looks like to you? Like, how do you how do you measure that per, like personally? I for sure would say that that's success. Like, being able to just stick like stick with your vision and just be like, this is what's important to me, and and I'm I, I don't have to bend. You know what I mean to make money. I don't have to do whatever, sound like whatever, dress like whatever, anything. I can do my thing. Like The greats always are like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Solange is like that. Like Hove is like that. Yeah. People that can just do what they... The Hove decides, yo, we shooting a video. Ain't even The song ain't even in the video. <laughs> and it's the music video. Yeah. I feel like he did that for one of his songs off 444. Yeah. The song is in there for like 40 seconds. And you're like, this is just a mini movie, bro. Like, just call it a mini movie or something. But you do what you want when you pop in and, you know what I'm saying, when you have, like, laid down that foundation. So, like, when I do anything musically, I'm always like, yo, what can I do to just make sure that, like, it's, like, I just have to stay, like, me and just be classic. Like, just always be, like, don't sacrifice nothing for no clown shit or no fake shit. Like, always just stay real because once you do that, like, you just do your thing forever. And it's like, you free other people to do their thing, like... You know, it's the it's a beautiful thing of being an artist. Like you just gotta stay true, stay down. Yeah. That that reminds me of uh, what Black said on his album. He's like, I'm not gonna do that because once I do that, I'm stuck. Yeah. I'm stuck doing it because that's what y'all want. Exactly. Like, instead of doing what I want to do, that's me. Like he's like, I'm not doing this so that people associate me with this. I want them to know me for me. Right. And I feel like. I don't know you, <laughs> uh, right. but you feel like you get to know you more as each album you listen to. Like you feel like you feel like you get more personal with you as you, and especially when you get to real person. I feel like mm-hmm. that was 
a real personal album. But before we get to real person, I wanted to just talk about a couple of tracks off of 1993. Okay. Um, we kind of spoke on about August 28th, yeah. but I wanted to talk about um, Gotta Know. Mm-hmm. Um, because on that one, I felt like the the emotional tone in it, it mm-hmm. felt heavy, but at the same time, still pushing and motivating through. Yeah, um, of course, of course. Um, which I thought was, I think that's a hard balancing act to do. Um, but just with the sound and the production, like, what was your what was your thought process for for my, that particular track? My thought process behind writing that was, uh, some of it comes from when I was growing up in South Sac, and then much of it, it's 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 almost like a a meshing of a lot of experiences in my life that are that come from that are unique experiences to being black, like mm-hmm. black male life, unique only experiences and memories that you have that shape you and like. It's like certain things you either see or experience or do that make certain parts about your personality, your characters, your traits like ironclad. They never change after that day. Yeah. Or they never change after you see that or after you've witnessed that of a friend. Or it's, it's never changed after that. you like, that's it. I don't know if I'll ever trust people like that no more. I don't know if I'll ever. I, I don't know. It's, everybody has their own little moments. But that song for me was something where I wanted to paint the picture of, and that's where the end. That's where I have that hook that you won't be that, that grim darkness picture of being like, that real reality of like not getting out of the hood or even, let's say it's not the hood, just being stuck in, whatever your like. There's different, I think, delineations or separate like types of black life, yeah. but. It's like a, it's a systematic like oppression that goes on yeah. for Black people in the United States. Regardless so, of what economic status you're at, there is there's a a point where you you have to face it. Exactly. So it's like you can either be trapped in that or escape. I mean, it's really that simple. Whether it, whether it's in the projects, the hood, the suburbs, whatever it is, mm-hmm. where whatever margin you can be trapped in as a Black person to not experience or to not see or to not be enlightened or not be able to put other people on or to not go out and do good, whatever that is, you can be trapped in that. Yeah. So that song was very hopeful, like you said, for me to be like, like I know I'm going to get past all this stuff. I know I'm going to get past losing a friend. I know I'm going to get past my home situation being all messed up or not having money or being hungry some days. Like I know I'm going to get past all this stuff and all this drama that that goes on around me with my family, my friend circle, whatever. And I'm going to see, like, I'm going to live better days. Like, I know I'm going to, like, you know what I mean? And that's exactly, that's that's why, that's one of the tracks that really resonated with me because that's how, that's what I go to for Mm -hmm. those situations. When I'm like, especially with, like, the website, the podcast, and just, it's a lot of work to go into it. And then sometimes you don't get the support that you feel like you should or Mm -hmm. that you've given to others. That's why another reason... I quote that line, uh, the the line about I've given everybody respect. I need that shit back. Like yeah, yeah. that frustration of like, man, I'm giving all y'all this shit and the little shit I'm asking for back. Right, right. Like y'all can't even give that to me. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I still know. Fuck it, I'm gonna make it regardless. Like right. that's that's what I took away from that. Right. And I think I think that's important, especially like you said for black men, because you you're gonna get to a point. You're gonna get to situations where you feel like the whole world is against oh, you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for you sure. You feel like that, for and sure. you feel like like man. You sure. cannot make it out, for sure. and you. But at the end of the day, you can. You just gotta persevere and mm-hmm. be consistent and stay working hard at the and end of the like, day. Yeah, it's like I think it's so it's it's so difficult to like. It's funny the way when you grow up, your mom or whatever grandparents used to say, you know, it's power in what you say. You gotta speak stuff into existence, whatever. Mm-hmm. You really have to like 
you really got to. I mean, as anybody, but I say especially as a black man, you got to be like, yo, like I'm going. Like you, you, <laughs> you have to have the mindset. Just like you can have the mindset of like, all right, let's say you're driving and you got a little bit of weed in the car. You don't have weed in the car. That's your mindset. Like <laughs> I don't have weed in the car. There's no weed in the car. There's no. Like, in my head, I don't have weed in the car. What are you talking That's not weed. What are you talking about? Like, you have to have that same sense of, like, perseverance where, like, I'm going to make Like, there's no, I, I don't even know what, I'm going to make it. Like, there's no other choice. I don't know. Like, it just has to be that way because there's two, there's, like, so many, like, ways that shit could not work out for you. It's overwhelming. You got to just be like. It's very easy to be focused on the negative, particularly, I feel like as black men in general, we tend to not address mental illness or just depression. Mm-hmm. So the ways that we cope with that, they may be, you know, they manifest in different oh, yeah. ways. Okay, you can invest into what, whatever is drugs, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever your vice that's is. Fact. That's, that's probably, I think that's probably universal for a lot of, uh, you know, black men, regardless of where Facts. they're living. Suburbs. Facts. You know, <laughs> it is like, you're in uh, other places too. Like. That scene that he got game where, uh, what's the name was like, what's going to take you out? Is it going to be the, the women? Is it going to be, you know what I'm saying? The drugs, yeah. money. What's it going to be that. like? What's going to take you out? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, then you say mental health. It's like, we really battling like to stay, like keep them ills off us because it'd be like, so easy sometimes to just give into advice or find anything that make you be like, it ain't so bad. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And pull other people there with you. Facts. It'd be crazy like that. People would be like, and just ignore it altogether because like you you see it all the time. Hey, how you doing? And knowing that person is going through shit, and they just be like, I'm good. Yeah. Like instead of saying like, man, I'm really going through it. Like I I'm not even asking you for help, but I just just hear here. Let me vent. Hear Definitely. this out. Let me like, bro. I'm going through like shit. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. I don't expect you to do nothing for it, but like, Word. just sometimes having that ability to feel, to be able to, to feel the release of saying it, yeah, to it's somebody and somebody to like listening exactly, yeah. But that's another problem that black men have is we don't. That that over masculinity. Right. I'm not gonna share my emotions, and that's I think, something that we I definitely touched think, on before. I think musically, I think musically, there's like an opportunity for us to, you know, get rid of some things that have been taboo. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You have a lot of artists coming out with it and just being original, and that's and that's why I've always held this sort of like mentality of like if you a black artist, like and you're in front of the mic, like you got to say something, like whatever you say, just. Say something, make it mean something, you know what I'm saying? Cause make it real. Make it real, because people need, a, like, we need our voices, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of them, so you got to say something. So, like, that's why I just, it's mad important to me that all artists just, that's like, it's cool even if you a thugged out rapper to, if you cry for real, cry for real, because this nigga somewhere in the hood, like, yeah. wanting to actually shed a tear but can't and don't know how to you know what I mean but shit you can make that cool in the hood like you make me look I understand bro niggas shed tears from time to time you do that shit in private but do your thing you know what I mean as opposed to us having sort of issues and everybody trying to be hard all the time and just it's like we too like powerful as people to be like that kind of bottled up yeah so, you know it's, it's not crazy. good for you, you gotta it has that energy has to go somewhere yeah and it manifests in different ways as, as uh, Spencer said yeah um but I do want to also touch on um another album or another song off that album, uh two fi- two fifty a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like the the real the vibe of that. It has like um, the movie Drive uh, with Ryan Gosling. Oh, like it to me, like it feels yeah. like like when I first heard that, like I can picture scenes from that movie. Just that 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 vibe that's in that the production, and then the way you write over, it, I'm like okay, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, that should have been on that soundtrack, which was a good soundtrack, <laughs> by the way. It was. Yeah, <laughs> that was a dope soundtrack, yeah. by the way. Um, 
And then I just liked how uh, the aspect of that song too is at the end when you're talking about the gentrification mm-hmm. and the way that you talk about it, the way that you talk about it is so real. Like uh, the thing that I liked about it is if you if you're not from the black community or you're not from a, a community that has been gentrified or that is going through gentrification, that you don't have those conversations. Right. So you don't know what they're like. Right. You don't know that these are real conversations people are having. Like and and it's and. It, also, that is coming from a young group, like young yeah. young men that realize, like, because yeah, they thinking that you know it's only old black people that are saying, "Oh, you're trying to take my building." No, us young cats are seeing it too. We mm-hmm. we realize and we're noticing it. We don't have the power to really do much about it. We feel mm-hmm. like, but we noticing it. And I thought that was a real um, powerful moment in that cinematic feel of the song already. And, no, it is. It is. And honestly, that just captures the it. Outside of even just the Bay Area, that is what's going on in probably every major city. Every major city. Yeah. So people are going to feel that All one way or another. metropolitan areas. It's yeah. crazy. Shoot. The, the gentrification is going crazy right now. Like I, like, like Spence said, it's, it's probably happening in every major city. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that it is. The, the, At least to some extent. To some extent. But the craziest part about it is... It's like I, it's funny how like my parents or uncles or whatever would tell me like they had apartments or houses in certain areas. I'd be like, man, that must have been dope because I have no idea what that would be like right now. Like I don't know where I could move and be like centrally located around other friends. Like what? Like and then some family nearby? No, that's like that. I don't even know where that place would be. Like yeah. I couldn't imagine. Everybody is still like trying to get out their folks' house yeah. or. Man, like, that's what I'm saying. Trying like, to, yeah, difference in generation because the same thing. My my mom, my grandmother, like all of them talking about like, yeah, we would we would jump over our our house the fence to go to cousin Nikki's house, mm. and then we went down the street and Uncle Romy right there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I I never I, no I never idea. experienced that. Like, I have no idea. You know what what that's I don't like. know what that's like, and I don't know anybody that does. Like, right. And especially in our generation, we're not in a position, or I don't know anybody that's in a position where they like, yeah, I'm buying this house. Yeah. And my my brother's going to buy the the house down the street. My sister, she got the house around the block. Like, right. Like nah. you said, is shoot, I'm I'm at my mom's house. I'm I'm going here. Yeah. Like, or uh, I'm I'm we sharing this uh, two bedroom with three people. <laughs> like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like we just trying to make situation. it. It's really like that. It's really just grind mode for like a lot of us in our twenties. Even even it's funny you'll see people who even seem successful on social media or something like that, and they still be grinding. Yeah. You be like, "Damn, bro, what? <laughs> Damn, what do niggas get paid around here? What do you do? Like, it's it's something interesting to think about and look at, man. Because like we really are in a in an interesting just place. I mean, yeah. government wise, you know. Finance. I mean, everything is like in a weird place. They just legalize weed. Like yeah. I feel like even that is, I don't know. Everything is weird right now, and it's just interesting. And it's it's gonna continue to change. But yeah. to see that to see that change, um, the thing that I did think that was also great about the the order of 1993 was just like I said about uh, the 2:50 a.m. Mm. track. How the first line and the second. The, the following song to that is the first line is the shit is so real after you were just talking about the gentrification like that's what I'm saying like it felt like it bridged it together like yeah we you you hear this conversation you you brought into this world of this scene of these guys having a conversation about gentrification and then you have the line this shit so real so you mm-hmm. realize yeah this is not just for cinematic effect this is not just a movie nah, like, it's just really this happening. shit is really happening yeah. like get that yeah get that picture and realize that's a Word. real picture Word. you know what I'm saying I thought that was an interesting way to 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 highlight that, but so subtly. 
Yeah, I I remember when I was I remember when I was making a project. Um, even when I made two fifty AM, I was just like, I need to make sure that I that I speak on what's going on like mm-hmm. in a serious manner because it really is going on, and it's like to a lot of people, well, a lot of people. Like a lot of uh, younger maybe artists or even just the younger generation of kids were fucking with my music at the time based off hella good or whatever. So I was like, I really was trying to take it as a responsibility upon myself to have a a serious conversation about what's going on out here because it really is affecting a lot of people. Like gentrification is affecting a lot of people. It's affecting our culture. Yeah, it's affecting our culture like crazy. I mean, it's like it's like phasing it out almost out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the kids, even like just. It's just crazy how it's affecting our culture. So I really was like, yo, we need to... And I wanted that authentic conversation. I wanted that shit. Like, I was like, we need to... It needs to just sound like for real. You know what I mean? That's it what to it felt be. like. Right. Yeah. It felt like it, it, it felt like I was like, this is a conversation that I've yeah. had when my partners met. Yeah. That <laughs> you know We 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 just went out and I was like, look, I'm we gonna go, we're gonna do some stuff, and I'm gonna have a phone just on record. But we just gonna talk and eat and it's just recording. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And we're just talking about anything. And if every there's people talking about personal, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah, cut that out. Yeah, <laughs> we had to cut certain stuff out, to cut certain stuff out, call people, yo, I'm gonna use this part, you okay with that? But mm. Like I, I just wanted it to be like that, cause that's that's art, bro. That's yeah. that's that shit. That's really that shit. When it be like legit like that, it lasts forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I wanted it to be like that on the project for sure. Um, I thought that 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 project was well rounded. Um, I Thank thought you. the humor uh, broke up the 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 moments that were getting heavy. Where right. you know sometimes you feel like, oh shit, this is getting too heavy. Like right, something right. you got to get to that point where it's like ah. Right, you push it course. right to that border, and then it's like, all right. Then the humor kicked in, and you're like, okay. Right, right. Um, so I you. thought it it was a nice balance. Um, that also comes across a lot. I feel like in your videos, uh, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, There's buddy. like kind of nice balance, particularly I feel like the best example is Game Over of that. Thank I mean, you. it's literally going through the whole video. For those that haven't seen it, it's literally collaborate. He starts off as almost a video game, like he's running a race. <laughs> and as he's going through this race, there's just different people that are coming up to him in his life. Some are good, some are bad. Right. And it's just as he's rapping about it, you're seeing these experiences, living right. through it, and, and just kind of going. And that for me, just as just watching it visually, like I was, that yeah. tapped in. For me, it was very easy to tap into that. I feel like a lot of people yeah. our generation are like, oh, arcade reference? Are we right here? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. yeah, that is life. It is Damn. like that. Oh, your life goes down a little bit and then something right. else happens. So. Damn, I'm glad everybody... I always felt like that video... Like I liked it, but you know how you know how you like something, and then if you have people, they don't be as excited about it as you. And you be like, damn, oh, it's not that tight. Yeah, you be like, I mean, it's tight to me, but I don't, you know what I mean. But yeah. I thought it was really tight too. No, it was a tight video. Though. Yeah, I'm glad. And, to and I, really liked I do want to touch on that too. Is like you said, I think your videos do add a different element to it um, mm. because I feel the 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 generation of music videos has died. Like, not, I, I, I don't want to say but died, I know, I know what but you it mean. has. I, I remember like. Mean. Like as my youth, like you would race home yeah, to watch videos. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like that was oh no, nah, everything I, shuts off. We got to yeah. see. There's a new video coming out. Busta got a oh, right. Hype Williams is like. Right. Remember when you knew the names of video directors like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, Director X, yeah. Hype yeah, Williams. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. Videos used Little to C's be. Like, yeah. You used to uh, a video used to more so more than anything. It used to be um, like a different interpretation of the song. Exactly. It wasn't just like. Performance yeah, just, shots. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It used to be like 
It brought you into a different world. Yeah, it took world. you to the world. You know yeah. what I mean? So you wanted to see the song. Listen, sometimes I would watch the video, like, instead of just listening to the song, you know? It would like, be a better experience. It would be a better experience, you know? So we're definitely of that generation. But that was a different time, too, yeah. when content was being served to us, like, once yeah. a week, you right. know what I mean? Or a few times a week versus, yeah. like, all day long. Yeah, just, every second. You, you know just, what I mean? Yeah. I get why dudes is doing videos where they just rapping, duh, 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 throw some effects, another one. Like, yeah. that's, that's how right. you got to stay alive right now in this in this industry right now. But, but I, I mean, we appreciate the time that you put into the videos. Because, I mean, I it comes through it. on this side. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, like, I'm such a big fan of music and shit and just of my own stuff. Not in a cocky way, but, like, I, I really want to make sure what I put out is, like, I'm so critical on myself. So when I sit back and I watch a video and I'll be like, yo, I like this. I think it's tight. It's, it's, it's ill for me because I'll be like, all right, as long as I like it, like I know a lot of people like me are going to like it. I know people going to get it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because, I mean, not to, I'm not on no cocky shit, but I just feel like I've listened to and watched and shit enough and videos and judged enough to where I could be like, that shit's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And have something, something about it might be right. So... It sounds like even partially when you're going through that, you in some ways you struggle with the quantity versus quality, quality versus quantity. Yeah. Like it just comes back to that because yeah. if you're a perfectionist, the stuff that you like, you mm. hold on to that. You say, oh, I'm going to put this out. But yeah, other yeah. Per- other people, they may put out five more videos in that same span of time. <laughs> but it may be again, like just maybe just like a man on the street shot is just like a front mm. shot of them, you know, performing as you said, yeah. versus it being like a story, something you can get into, something you want to go back to watch. Man, that might yeah. be one of the biggest things, the biggest things that's going on between like our generation and then the kids uh, after us, just because they grew up in such a content heavy mm. like world during their teen years and we grew up in a different like content delivery system. So I feel like a lot of even artists, just people, creators from those two different, I feel like we off the people that are like around our age or, or older than that generation are always like going between that like quantity quality like yeah. they always going between that because the way that they have seen other artists do it and were coached into doing this stuff is like you get something ready you get it nice you do it and you put it out and then you market it and you push it and you do it. like that's the way stuff got 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 given to us yeah. everything really shit food even like they did burgers like that they gave a burger a press rollout like all right <laughs> Two months from now, the burger coming out. All right, y'all, it's out. Flyers is everywhere. Commercials everywhere. All right, now we on to some new shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Whereas the kids, like, you look at someone like Lil Pump was born in 2000. It's like, man, it was probably in the generation where artists was, Wayne was dropping tapes, like, bam, yeah. bam, bam. And that's right. Artists were dropping mixtapes left and right and featuring on everything. And he's probably like, bro, like. That's how I got to do it. How can I wait? Like, uh-uh, I got to bottle all this stuff up now. So... We just, yeah, we just two different generations. That but you also see, but you also see, um, I want to say like a, a changing because think about it with Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Rihanna was playing out albums like year, yeah. year, every year she had an album coming out because it was like summertime. She had the summertime hit, the album dropped mm-hmm. and it was like every year. Mm-hmm. And then she stopped. She did like two years in between the album. She went more to the old, like yeah. more of the way that we were giving it. It's like, right. I'm going to really work on something hard for a long time and I'm going to give it out. Not to say that she wasn't right. working on it hard before 
but right, but I feel putting you. more time into the project besides just working hard mm. and getting something out. Sometimes so I, I see, so, I so, see sometimes people blending, like you said. Sometimes I think people hit a certain status level too, where they just be like, I'm "I can do this shit out," like Frank, who just be like, "Okay, I dropped the <laughs> album, bye, like yeah. see y'all when I see y'all," and everybody yeah. just be like, "Damn, that's it," because yeah. his shit just be so good. Like he just decide when he drop. He decide when it's important to see Frank, you know. But yeah, that's right. some artists get that big. I'm trying to be that big. I'm trying to be like Kanye. <laughs> like, all right, I'm gonna drop some shit five years from now, you know, whatever type of shit. But um, yeah. I wanna let's let's start talking about a real person because um, mm. that's your latest project. And again, I think that was a real a real personal project. It felt like to me. And the, the th- one of the things that I took away from it, the overarching theme is perspective. Um, is what I took from it, um, of having different perspectives and trying to apply that in different situations. Um, and one of the the perspectives that I saw as a running theme and that I also saw it, it somewhat bleeding from 1993 into this one is that balancing act of, uh, I call it the Michael Jordan, quote unquote, Kobe syndrome. Of mm. You want, you're driven so much by by your drive, your passion, or like for you, music. For me, mm. getting this website and the podcast going, mm. like, going so hard at one thing that it's all your focus and that you tend to put blinders on and you miss other things, but you know in order in order to get to there, that's how you have to approach it. Right. Like Jordan would not have been Jordan if he wasn't selfish saying, Yo, I don't care what y'all think, this is how mm-hmm. I gotta do I gotta it. This is gym. yeah, I'm gonna be it. in the yeah. gym. I'm gonna push y'all hard like like yeah. how hard he was on his teammates. The same thing with Kobe. Where he's yeah. like yeah. he's like, uh I remember seeing that thing on ESPN where it was Jay Williams um, uh-huh. Coming into uh, the NBA, and Jay Williams went in there. I like I guess an hour before the game, and was like, "I'm shooting," mm-hmm. and he was like, "You know that should be good enough." And Kobe was in there at the same time, and then Kobe kept on shooting, and uh-huh. Jay and they were going back and forth, basically practicing at the same time. And Jay Williams was like, "I'm tired," and he left, and yeah. Kobe stayed out there. And then he had a conversation with Kobe later, saying, "He's like, well, how do you stay that long?" He's like, "I stayed out there that long because I knew you were there." <laughs> like he was yeah. like basically saying I don't care how I want to make I wanted to make sure you knew that how hard how, how however hard you're gonna work right. I'm gonna work even harder right and he was like Jay Williams took that was like he's already there yeah <laughs> I'm a rookie he's there yeah and I'm trying to get there and he still has that yeah. mentality yeah like that but with that comes blocking out other people and I saw that kind of of course uh, of course that that that's something that's that's gonna probably go through and plague my whole career. If I continue, you know, to do music as feverishly as I do, but um, when you when you love something, you love it though. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's just like you just gonna do it. Like I don't know what it is about music, but I just I'm just gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I could I lose friends sometimes, whatever, like relationship. But at the end of the day, like I I love music so much, and it's like I also feel a responsibility to music and to artistry and to the people who listen to my music and it's just it's just one of those things where it's like I'm cool like if it like Kobe in that situation I'm sure his mindset is like bro I'm cool I could shoot all day like yeah, I'll it, shoot till tomorrow he's like, like I don't care I don't need friends this I, I basketball really and the game is, is I'm happy like, with, if that's all I'm left with right like that's I'm it. okay because I know I'm gonna be the great the that's greatest it. I can be at that's it. it like I said I'm just shooting like I'm just gonna shoot until like so you can't yeah, I don't even know what like bruh anybody else might be thinking oh I gotta get home or dinner da, da, da. and Kobe's like man look I'm in the league I got enough money not to have to worry about this kind of stuff all I'm doing is balling that's it every day all day like 
And if you love it like that much, you know, hopefully it, it, it loves you back and gives you the type of career Kobe had, you know what I mean? But you definitely got to love it that much and put that sort of focus into it to even just have that shot. Because mm. a lot of guys, you look at guys like, I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure a guy like Chris Paul has incredible work ethic. You yeah. know what I mean? He seems to keep his game on point every year. His numbers look great. He looks like he's always in great shape. He mm -hmm. doesn't sleep, seem to slow down much. And he still hasn't gotten a ring. You know what I mean? So it's like... Look at Carmelo. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You look at great, man. The man, man uh, Charles like, Barkley. Like, man, great. They, great. You know that, well, <laughs> and and they, 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 more, they most definitely had um, championship ability. Talent, yeah. yeah, talent. You know what I mean? And so it's like... If it's like if them guys could go that hard and be that good or whatever and still not get a ring, what makes you think that you can skate by? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh -huh. like, bro, you really have to go like Kobe just to get a ring, damn near. And if you want to be Kobe, you really got to go crazy to get five rings. Like, So, you know, it's just knowing what you got to do. And, like, if you want to do it, do it. You know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like that with music. Like, man, all right. I've written all day, like, all day, like, until the song is done. You know, and it may affect friendships or whatever. But at the end of the day, too, the beautiful thing about music, just like with Kobe playing basketball, is you'll see it. When you see his game, you'll be like, yeah. okay, I get it. And I understand that you really love hoop like this much and it means something to you like, I rock what you're doing your thing and it's beautiful to watch, you know? And it's like when my music continues to get better and better and better, like one day somebody in Kendrick's family listened to him and was like, okay, <laughs> like, right. okay, Kenny, like do your thing. You don't have to call me back because yeah. I see what you're doing over here. This is fucking crazy. Like, all right, do your thing. So if you just keep working to get to that point, then you can feed your family and shit. Then you'd be like, this is why I'm not calling you. <laughs> Sent you the bag. Like, you know what I mean? So. And even more so than I say sports, the fact with music is it does have that longevity that will outlast you. Of course. And of that course. goes on to your kids, your next generation, right. however long, versus, you know, okay, you know, they had that great practice or whatever, but what we have right. is something we can take with it's us for, for the rest of our life. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a whole different, you know, kind of, and again, that other experience is tied into it. Right. So it's like I was watching the game. Oh, and that's why I remember his song came on, man. That was right. such a good day for me. And just kind of yeah. going back to what we were saying before, it's like there's that timeless factor to music that sports necessarily doesn't have. I mean, because we can always talk about eras. We can talk about the Jordan era of you know of uh, sports. Magic era, yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. whole different eras, and it's like you wouldn't necessarily understand if you weren't there at the time. Right. Music can transcend that. I feel like. Yeah. yeah and but here, the, see, the, the, and that's all facts. And as beautiful as that is, the prop, the thing that gets you is that while it's a beautiful interest and while your 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 reasoning for being that passionate about it is beautiful, like what necessarily makes your interest more important than other people's Somebody time or what? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so what you want to do, rap, bro? I, I want to do this, but I'm not doing it, so I'm calling you. Like, you know what I mean? So that's the thing where you hit that wall where you like, yeah, that's right. Granted, while what I'm doing is great, and I oh, applaud, like you doing music, stay with it. Da, 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 da. Like, what makes you so special, bro? People need they call their fucking phone. They like, nigga, you ain't exempt. You know? So it, that's the dichotomy where you just be like. Stuck in between, am I doing too much? Am I doing too little? You know what I'm saying? Do I just need to put the blinders on and go Drake mode with the the uh, blinds closed? Like, what do I have to do? But um, I don't know. Finding, I've been trying to find that balance. Hopefully, I have to get that bag and <laughs> get that bag. And <laughs> that then... will help that balance come along a little bit easier. <laughs> um, balance, you know. I want to with real person too. I noticed that to me, it highlighted your storytelling abilities. Mm. And for me, like that's where I really that's where I gravitate. That's why Nas. Uh, Rakim, like, 
those like the storytellers are like what I really gravitate to and I felt like in this you really encompass a lot of different stories mm -hmm. and it seems like they were coming from a, again the overarching thing of perspectives mm -hmm. it felt like they came from a lot of different perspectives mm -hmm. how did you how do you go about choosing which perspective you want to go or attack a song from the beat does a lot of the work you well, know what yeah. I mean when you when you listen to the beat you, you get to hear the type of story that, that you need to tell over it but also too, man, I, my life, I've been, like I said, I've been writing and rapping for so long that I've sort of learned how to translate my life mm -hmm. into songs or things that, you know, that I experienced or whatever. So, you know, I'll meet people or go through things or whatever, anything. And it's just like, yo, I have to, like, I have to put, I have to put this on wax. Like, I got to talk about this. You know what I mean? And I have to. I have to say it in a way that's going to be understood. I have to tell the story, and I just have to speak for myself, for this person, for that person. So I really, you know, I really just I listen to the beat and whatever the beat is asking me to say. Like, you know what I'm saying? I try to go into that and be mindful of the things that's going on around me, you know? Gotcha. Um, how do you how do you gauge uh, how personal you're going to make? Because, again, if it's, let's say, you're giving from a, somebody else's perspective or somebody else's story, mm -hmm. like, how do you determine the balance of... Uh, of course, I would assume you see if they're comfortable with it. Of course, but still, maybe they're still also, <laughs> may, yeah. That's <laughs> it. But uh, but how do you determine that that balance? Because like, take uh, to consideration Kendrick's Keisha song. Uh -huh. Like that's so personal. Yeah. Um, but it really reflects with it versus um, Feral Manches, um, when the gun's drawn. Like his mm. Tim telling the story, but from the perspective of the bullet. Like mm. that changed. That changed the whole dynamic of the song because he chose that perspective, and it made it that much more interesting. Like, how do you for for particular songs, especially a real person, um, the ones that especially because a lot of them it felt like they were from your perspectives, mm -hmm. but then some of them felt like they could be from your perspective, but it is again somebody else's story. Right. Um, I guess I just allow a lot of beats to let me, you know, what I mean, go into that to choose how I want to tell the story or which perspective. Mm -hmm. The beat does a lot, you know, the beat does a lot and you can just kind of feel what a song is supposed to be. Sometimes sometimes I write and I don't know, you could just listen to a song, listen to your verse back or set it back to yourself and be like, you know, eh, this is ill or nah, it's not. A lot of times, a lot of times you just when I'm when I'm writing, I just write what I feel. Like mm. a lot of times I just try to unhinge, you know what I'm saying? I just be like, "All right, look, don't think about all that right now. Just, just let it go. write. Just let it go because it's literally just me and the beat right now. Nobody even knows this mm. exists. Then I'll go through and I'll be like, okay, is it a little too personal? Is this gross? Is this <laughs> inappropriate? You know, whatever. You have to do that. And then around that time, like now, because I've been writing so long, now I have a system. It's crazy. I'll write what I feel. Then I'll go back and I'll be like, okay, wh where are we going with this? What's the visual? What am I seeing when I, okay, cool. Now, how we make, is this dope? Are there, are there some bars that could be improved? Is there some weak language anywhere where you just like using at or but or and? Or at? It's a whole different system, you know? And then, you know, I get down to it and keep rapping it over and over until I hear it. You can just hear when a verse is cold, it's cold. You just know when some shit is cold. So I'll be rapping and I'll be like, this shit ain't cold yet. <laughs> it's all right, but it ain't like... It ain't like, yo, pause, that shit. That shit was cold. And that's how I try to make everything. So I let the beat tell me that. And then I just try to, you know, tell myself, yo, make that shit cold, man. Make it the illest as possible. You, so sometimes it sounds like you almost come up with, like, the melody first. Like, I feel like even 
I kind of got that sense with the song Down a little uh-huh. bit. Like, uh-huh. I feel like you heard the beat and you're like, oh, I, I know what this is going to sound uh-huh. when I do it. Uh-huh. And then I know where my verse is going to come, but sometimes, right. th- does, is, that, is that how it sometimes, goes? Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's, maybe it's flow, sometimes it's melody. Um, but the most important thing, like, Sometimes it is flow that hits me first, or the melody that hits me first. Sometimes I'll get a hook. Mm-hmm. Sometimes some, I'll come up with something and I think, yo, this is going to be the hook for the song. Turns out, this is just how I want to start the verse. That's the okay. first thing I heard mm-hmm. when I heard the song, and this the first thing they need to hear when they hear the song, because that's how you get into this song. But it's really, you'll take maybe you'll start with the flow, or maybe you'll start with a melody, but at the end of it, once I get down to listening to the verse back or seeing what I wrote back, it's really all about them words, because them words... Like, if you write dope words, if you write great lyrics, like, man, you could be writing great lyrics over a trash can, like, hitting the fucking pavement. You know what I'm people saying? Remember it. If, if it's if it's gas, though, people going to be like, yo, that beat was kind of whatever. Somebody can make a new beat for this nigga, but that was <laughs> bars. Like, yeah. I'm telling you, every time. And so, you know, that's I've really placed more of an importance on what am I saying, who am I saying it for, because I've sort of realized that. I think at a certain point, as artists, when we start out, we try to make the song sound like how we want it to sound. We try to make it like, make it like I know I want people to play this and like it and not want to turn it off. But you don't realize until a certain point that really what it is is making people not want to turn it off is them words like more than anything and making them come back to it. It's not just the beat. And it's like that's one thing that we I think we get tricked on sometimes, you know, with just the music industry, yeah. you know. They want you to have a banging beat and a repetitive hook and whatever, but it's really like What's really that? What's that song really saying? Like, what's it really about, and how is it really connecting with people? Yeah, people want it to resonate with them. Exactly, they want to feel it, mm-hmm. even if they don't get what they're feeling. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. sometimes people will hear songs that they like, and they don't even you really don't know why you like really it, really right? Like it, yeah, but it's that feeling that it make you want to go back and hit replay on that joint, or just play it when you get in the car. It's that feeling, like oh, something is in this song. I like that. And so. I feel like real person captured a lot of that because, again, like the the other thing, just like the title says, it shows. To me, this album, from an artist's perspective, like, we go through this, we go through the struggles of, you know, that balancing act of being focused, trying to make our music, but also still having those personal connection, personal connections, mm-hmm. um, dealing with uh, just the fact that I, it made me think of when Kanye was going through his mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And, like, the rhetoric around Kanye about that time was so insensitive mm-hmm. just for a person. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. I don't care if it's... You know, Joe Blow down the street. Like, if right. somebody's having some mental mental issues, right? Like, there'd be a little more empathy yeah, for that person. Yeah, understanding you know what I'm saying. Like, person. but the fact that he was a star, people feel that disconnect, mm-hmm. or that a celebrity that like they're not real people. Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like you said, like we real people. Like, Word. I'm a real person. I have feelings. Word. Rain shine any time of the right. day. Like anywhere, any time of the day, I'm a real person. Like I have these feelings. I have, you know, good thoughts, bad thoughts. All of these extremes, mm-hmm. like. And I felt like it was really captured on this album. I I, I agree. I think more over than just um, as an artist, I think sometimes I listen to that album and I think that it's really special and transformative for like all people, not mm-hmm. just black men or just for artists, but just for people because it's like, you get these things built up inside your head of what people are, these like different archetypes of people. You see them on TV or you hear about them in stories, whatever, whatever. And like sometimes you forget like everyone has a reason, like everyone has their own shoes, their own experiences, they're from somewhere, like something, whatever. Like everybody is, we are all like, and we're not all like, oh, we're all one. 
doing the same. Da, da, da. But honestly, at the end of the day, we kind of like are. Like everybody kind of ha- everybody has things that tick them off or things they're insecure about or confident about or mm-hmm. things they're afraid to talk about or admit, whatever. And it's like that's one thing that I really like about that project is I see the different amounts of people who relate to it. And it's like that's good because I want people to like – Really stop being maybe so judgmental or being so like, I really don't like that people are judgmental. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, they don't ever stop to think about where that person was when that person did what they did or why that happened to that person. or You know, so like the whole real person movement with the project and even the track real person and the hook is like, yo, dog, when it's cold, I'm cold. When it's hot, I'm hot. Like, no matter who you, even if you're like, a super, super big celebrity famous person. Like, you still a person. You're still human. Like, you still get hungry. Yeah, you're not still, immune to the human. You're not it's a human. It's, it's a human experiences. Right. And you're going to get angry. You're going to get sad. Somebody in your life is going to die. Right. Like, you're going to go through those emotions and, if and feelings. if you're the celebrity person, to also remember the vice versa about the yeah. other person. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's deep, man. It's just kind of deep because it's like, everybody just needs to have that understanding on that level. You feel me? Like, look, I'm not saying... You know, people can't feel how they feel or say what they want to say, whatever, whatever. But just understand, like, people are still people that humans, like, don't don't try to put yourself above or disregard somebody else's feelings or, or not understand why somebody's the way they is. Like, if people just take a second to, like, try to understand or just ask a question, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, take that one. That one we talked second. about it on um on a couple of podcasts ago about right. uh, uh the Jay-Z uh, 444 footnotes. It's mm. basically about that idea of... um. Like, give that, ask those extra questions. Like, mm-hmm. you can take one scenario of so-and-so doing this, and it can look one way from one perspective, right. like he's the villain, right. or from another perspective, like he's the hero. Right. But if you don't get the details, you nine times out of ten, you'll find out most everything lies in the gray. Mm-hmm. Like, most everything lies in the gray. Like, yeah, he did something that's fucked up, but he had a good reason. Or he what he thought was a good reason. It right. doesn't, make, it doesn't right. make it a good reason, but right. you're more likely to understand it because you understood why. Yeah, coming from, yo. The, because nobody just does things just randomly. Like, there's right. always a reason why somebody right. did it. You might not understand the why, but that doesn't make it less valid. And mm-hmm. I think, like you said, I think that was really captured on this project. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Was that hard for you to to feel like to, to capture that 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 tone on an album? Because I can see that it can be, or it could come off of being so heavy and so dense. Um, but I don't feel that in the album. I do feel like it's a more introspective album. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel it's a little heavier um, than 1993 definitely. and definitely a lot heavier than Hella Good. Definitely. Um, but it's not to the point where it's so heavy where it's like, no, oh, totally. Like, totally. I, it's like, not a drain. like, yeah, it's not like, like where I'm like, I only can listen to this once. <laughs> right. and, uh, I know what you mean. <laughs> like, it's no, you can still go back to it often, yeah. um, very often, because it doesn't bring you down, but it does open your eyes. I, I would mm-hmm. say, in a way. Yeah, that was something that I thank you by the way, and that was something that I consciously like when I was making it. You know, one thing that I just always ask myself when I'm making anything, it's just how does it feel, man? You know, you just let records play, or even when you do anything, even if you're a writer or director or whatever. Somebody, I was watching this YouTube video, and this guy was saying, like, movies have an energy, like, they have a flow, and when a movie stops following sure. a flow or energy, it's like, what the fuck am I watching? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this shit? And so, music being the thing that I'm most passionate in, and I just listen to it all the time, and I, I just my life, you know what I'm saying? So... I always try to listen to my songs, then albums, and and one of the biggest things is being able to be like, 
that's whack. You know what I mean? To be able to be like, okay, I'm not going to let this just keep playing and act like I don't hear it. (laughs) I think this is kind of whack. Pause. What do you guys think? Anybody else think this is fucking whack? Like that ad lib or something like that? Is that shit corny? Do I like, you know what I mean? Just just because it's true, because that's who you're making it for the people. It's like mm-hmm. a fucking, it's like a drug or something like that. People are sick and you're making like medicine for them. It's like, yo, does anybody else feel a little fucking tingling their fingers right now? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> my fingers are tingling. And if, if you're the person that made the medicine, be like humble enough or whatever to be like, let's just get the shit right. I don't care if I fucked up a few times. Like, let's get it right. Like, let's make this music like special, you know? So, like, I give myself much of the credit as the writer or the person who gets a lot of the ideas and shit started and goes into the studio and lays the stuff down. But ultimately, like, I play shit for my team. I play shit for Nick. I play shit in the car with shorties. Like, I play shit with my family. Like, I just be like, how's it rocking? Because if it tests well, <laughs> if it rocks well, it's ro- it's ready to go. You know, and it's just really just putting it out there in the world and just being like, what is it? Is this shit whack or not? You know, that's how I be like real, real about it. You feel like that's a problem nowadays with particularly in rap um, that there's maybe too many yes men around certain people or something Hell like yeah. that. And I think so, so they don't they're not getting the yo, I let my cousin hear this. I let my friend hear this. I let mm. the girl I'm seeing here. Like totally. And then people get this idea like. And it comes back to this real person thing. Sometimes the people get this idea they have to be this thing or I have to make, you know, it's got to sound like this, da 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 And it's like, truthfully, if you just play some shit and really ask people, bro, like, how does, how, what do you really think? You might, you might get something real valuable out of that. You might get the answer you need or you might just get something to think about at mm-hmm. least, even, like... I've seen people play music for somebody and then a person be like, well, personally, I thought this part was... And then they get offended and they're like, ah, you know what I'm talking about. You don't even know music like that. And it's like, look, bro, I'm just telling you what I thought. Like, you yeah, know what I'm saying? You it's shouldn't my, have asked yeah, yeah. It's my opinion. It's my opinion. Yeah, I'm not saying it. And, it. and like you said, don't ask the question if you're not ready for whatever the answer right. is going to be. And I think some artists, they are not maybe not confident enough to ask the question or whatever. And so... Like, my thing about real person was being like, admitting, okay, I may have been that artist at times, not willing to ask that question, not, you know, that might have been me. I'm admitting that. Here it is on the table. I may have been that person or I may have been that friend or whatever that didn't put my shit on the table. Here's me admitting it, like, now what can I fix from here? Now what can I, where can I go from here? And like, trying to get the best product. I'm always like that about much of the shit that I do. But primarily with music, if I play some shit and I think it's whack, I'll be like, pause. Anybody else think that shit was whack? Yeah, that's, I thought it was but you were, <laughs> but that speaks to the fact that you're receptive to it, though. Mm-hmm. That you're receptive to the the criticism, um, positive or negative. I think that's that's important though, because again, just because, and that's a, the other thing though too that I think people are giving criticism just because somebody doesn't take your criticism, that doesn't mean that they didn't hear you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it might be at the situation. Yeah, what you said is valid, but I can't do it for this situation. Right, right. That doesn't mean that I won't keep it in mind. And exactly. if another situation comes up or another exactly. opportunity that might fit that, I'll keep that in mind. Exactly. But so just because I don't take what you said, that doesn't mean you should stop right. giving no, me it. No, people at times, I think, can get too sensitive. Like Dave Chappelle said, people get too sensitive. Look, I, if I ask for some advice, that means I'm not, you know what I mean? Look, tell me what the fuck you feel. And then I get to, the fairness of getting advice is like, you get to do what you want with it. With it. You know exactly. what I'm saying? You take it. Okay, that's cool. Maybe I'll sit on it, bro. I'll just go home, listen to it, and be like, hmm, how do I feel about it? 
Honestly, though, I feel like this shit is too loud or too... I mean, maybe it is, but fuck it, I like too loud. We rocking. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And thank you for your advice, bro, but I'm going to keep it like that. And that's cool. I've had things... I've had songs work out like that, and I've had some things not work out like that. And you be like, okay, maybe next time I take it a grain of salt, listen, see how other people react to it. Like, it's just life and growing, you know, learning experiences and shit. But that's a big part to me of making good music, you know? And I mean, like I said, I think it's important, and... I, like I said on the top 10 albums, I thought this was a really good project. I think everybody should listen to it. It does have high replayability. Um, it is going to make you think. It is going to make you feel something. And like I always say, with good music, you should feel something. Um, Agreed. So I think that, again, I definitely say everybody check that album out. So uh, I know you have the, the Soul Remix with Big Crit. Yeah. That just came out. And if you haven't heard that, check that shit out. That shit was dope. Yeah, he did his um, thing on that joint, man. Yeah, and the song was already dope prior, and it had a good feel, had a good message. And then when I heard that you were going to have Big Crit on it, I was like, that makes sense, though. Mm. Because of if, you, if you're a Big Crit fan, you would understand how the tone of that song would fit Big Crit. Um, so I, I, thought he, I thought he did a good job as well. Yeah. Um, I think, and I think, I think it blended well with you on the second verse as well. No, I agree. I, I, I think... I really wanted, like, when when the opportunity came to even have him on the song, because I have a partner who was friends with his manager and was like, yo, I'm going to pass this song along and see if we can make something happen. So when I even found that it was in the works, I was like, fingers crossed, like, that would be real dope. And so when it came together, I mean, first off, he sounds great on the record. Yeah. Like, when I heard it, I was, I'm always, like, nervous. If you do a song with, like, somebody big, you, you just, you never know, like, what that verse is going to be. And not to say, like... It could be bad. You just don't want that letdown. Like, ah, this wasn't the verse I wanted from them. Like, even Kanye said it on the last call. He was like, I wanted a different yeah, Jay-Z. Yeah, Jay-Z. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted the more introspective. I wanted the introspective <laughs> Jay-Z. Like, this is cool. It's hope. Like, I'm rocking with it, but this is not the one I wanted. Yeah. But when I heard that, I was like, this is the this is the crit. This is it. Like, this is dope. The flow is nice. The content is nice. Like, I was always just like, when I heard I was like, my nigga really came through. Okay. Like, all right. Like, he really came. Because I'm not even that big. Like, like, yeah, it's a good look and everything, but it's not like, oh, we finna drop this, we finna be on the charts, you finna make bags off this, like, come with the hardest verse. The only motivation that uh, that I feel like that was really there was, like, I just want to make a great song. I just want to add to this song and make it dope. And he did. And, like, to this day, I'm still like, that's ill. Like, you got on the song, great verse, like, and the link up, like, the way, it, just where I'm at my career, where Crit is at, what he's doing, his independent, like, wave and... It just it just was it's a real good look, man. I, I'm still like I can't wait to play that for my kids. Maybe one day or something. Be like I told y'all I was rapping. <laughs> I mean, but it's, to me, it speaks to not only uh, to you but also to Big Crit. Like the fact that Big Crit understands, and I've heard him say it before that he doesn't just give because he's Big Crit. Like mm-hmm. he, lyrically, people know what he what he can yeah. bring. So he's getting asked for verses all the time. Like. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't just give them out like candy. He's not right. just like, oh, here, here's, here, here, like right. Oprah. Right. <laughs> you know, you here's a verse. Here's right. a verse. Here's a verse. No, he ain't out here like that. You know what I'm saying? So he keeps them and he gives it out to, I heard him say in an interview, he, he gives it out to people that he thinks are, like, are good. Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. he if he fucks with you, he's like, all right. Word. And if and if it fits, he feels like he can add to it. And so that means, like, again, the production that you picked, mm-hmm. the production that the verse that you put on, he's like, I can ride with it. Mm-hmm. And so it speaks to your, your level of lyricism as well as his Thank that. You. You know, game recognized game. Yeah, it's definitely you know a cool last look. <laughs> so, be like, yeah. 
you know, hats off. Like, that was a cool look for that to happen on some hip-hop shit. I'd be looking at my hip-hop story like I watch other artists. I'd be like, oh, shit, I got a little moment right there. That's a little moment for my career. So that shit was ill. Yeah, that's that's dope. And then um, you also had the um, single that released uh, Sums Up as well. Yeah. Hey, that was, that was a dope verse, though. That was, man. A, that was, that was a dope track, man. Do y'all want to know not even a secret about that? That's not even, it may not even be a secret at this point. That song is like three years old. Man. Oh, for real? Yeah, that song is old. You know that. song is nah, like it sounds three. fresh. It don't yeah. sound it like... Sound, yeah, it sounds yeah, fresh. Like, that song is a little old, man. It was like... It's funny. I was listening to that joint. I was like, man, like, the game really just changed up because, <laughs> like... It's like that is when I'm dropping and people are fucking with it now in 2018. I for sure recorded that when I was like, well, I think I originally wrote that when I was like 20 or 21. So it was like, it's crazy to see where the game is at and like to see that niggas, I think you was making a song four years ago that you thought was going to go. And it was like, it was cool. It got a lot of love. It got appreciated or whatever. But I think it's more appreciated right now. Like, I think it's more like where the game is at and where hip hop is at and what people want. Like, it's crazy just seeing how time affects like art yeah. and just, you know. But that goes back to like what Spencer was saying is like music is timeless. And if, if it's if it's good. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was my catch you. That yeah. was my first time hearing sums up, and I thought it sounds fresh. It sounds like yeah. it sounds like it, it should have been released today. Like it doesn't sound it doesn't Dude, sound that's dated. Deep. That's deep. Um, so, like I said, is that's a dope project. So I know you got the tour dates coming. Uh, yeah, yeah. So everybody out there, go check out those tour dates. Man, look, everybody across the nation, we going nationwide. We're doing 17 cities. So I think we we doing L.A. Sac. All the West Coast, Sandy, well, LA, Berkeley in the house, yeah. we're doing Berkeley on the 25th of February, I believe, but then we're going like New York, we're doing Brooklyn, we're doing uh, Illinois, we're doing, okay. we doing St. Petersburg, Florida, man, we like, yo, go to my Instagram, at Collaborate, C-A-L-E-B-O-R-A-T-E, just go to my Instagram, look for the tour date flyer, if it's in a city near you, man, go to the link in my bio, try to get a ticket, something, we're going to turn it out. Man, I can't wait for them shows. They're gonna be they gonna be special. Yeah, we're gonna be at that Berkeley one though. Yeah, so yeah, we definitely gonna, yeah, definitely gonna be at that be Berkeley special, one. Man. Um we'll also have the tour day flyer on um our Instagram as well as the sonicbreakdown.com. So definitely check those out. And we'll also have links to his page so you can go buy them tickets because uh I know they're gonna go out quick. So you better get on there now, get your tickets and get them reserved ahead of time so you ain't gotta worry about that. Yeah, man. This show is gonna be crazy. I can't wait to do them songs like live with that energy. People gonna be rapping them and shit. Woo, yeah, tight. <laughs> and, and now that I thought about it, like this album is gonna be a good album to do live too, especially Hell with yeah. just the feel of it. Um, and that's a one I do want to mention before we get out of here. I know uh, you gotta go, but um, um, the production, the jazz influence, um, that that was on there, I thought was really really special. Yeah. And, I, and um, at a live performance, I think. Yeah. Just the, be, just the instrumentation and then the, the words on top of it and then just the energy of the crowd. I just want to do them shows. I just want to go up there with that music. And feel just the people. Feel the people and just, just rock with it. Because, man, if this shit continues to get bigger, like who knows when I'll be able to do shows like that routinely, yeah. consistently. But I definitely just want to go and just rock with the words. I want people to hear them same drums that they heard in the car and the headphones and get that same feeling and be like, damn, yeah. this was tight live. You know what yeah, I mean? But get like, that energy from you. So right. Giving them the words instead of just hearing them. Just hearing them, yeah. right. So we just there like fucking listening to the song, singing the song together, like really having that transference of energy. I, I really want to do that shit, man. That's what's up. Ew. So like I said, definitely check out the sonicbreakdown.com for those tour dates. Check out his Instagram. Uh, 
I know, I know you're always working on projects. You have a, a particular uh, concept or theme for your next project in mind that you, um, you feel like you could share? I don't know if I have a, like a theme for it just yet. I just know that I'm just continuously working, working. on new music and good shit. And I already have a, I mean, I, everything just continues to sort of like follow where we at, where I'm at, where we at in the world. Like just what needs to be said. I feel like what needs to be heard and... You know, I just keep trying to make great shit. Like, that's really where I've just been at. Like, every time I, I just be writing on the go, whenever I hear beats, I'm writing, like, always just working on some shit. So, I just think it'll start making sense as I start dropping little pieces here and there, you know? <laughs> it'll start making sense. My thing, I'm always interested in, and you touched on this earlier, and just how you approach a song. Mm-hmm. So, I was asking about, oh, do you go from the melody-wise? Because sometimes when I hear stuff, too, I'm like, Oh, this sounds. You yeah. kind of just know, as you said earlier, yeah. you just kind of know with things. So yeah, definitely. I guess going for my, I guess yeah. this will make my last question. Um, is there anything that you see right now in the game, like, or maybe going back to the big crit? Um, going, is there anyone in particular you'd like to be working with, either going hmm. forward or, you know, um, that either you have your fingers crossed or maybe, oh, you man, know, of course. Okay. So, some people, it's like I want to work with them, but I also feel like. I need to get my 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 game up a little bit because like like I want to work with Kendrick, but I'm like I don't know yet. You know what I mean? Like I would want to like get my shit solidified to where like it would just like I feel like I'm almost to that level to be able to do a song with right. Brett right now. Like almost not there yet, but Kendrick. You know what I mean? Cole. I mean the list man goes on and on. Like I want to I want to get with a lot of artists and really see like what I can bring out of them to keep it lit. Like, I want to sit down with Pharrell and be like, nah, nigga, like, I want you to make me some shit like this, play this nigga something, his shit, and be like, remember this beat? It's something like this. Like, nigga, I want some shit like this. So I know what you're doing right now on your 2018 <laughs> shit. I feel you, but come come over here and fuck with a 90s baby one time, you know? Same thing with, like, yay. Like, I would love to get in the studio with yay and be like, Man, fuck all that. Where the mother drums at? And then Dylan drums, yeah. nigga, bring, bring that, that graduation shit out. Back. <laughs> I'll be like, look, we look. I'll leave right now because if you're not talking like, if we're not talking about making nothing with this field, if you're not trying to sample something, man, that's cool. I respect where your artistry is at right now. Call me when you down, <laughs> like, because I'm trying to bring that flavor out of a lot of artists that I work with. But, um, I mean, really, I want to get a beat from Cole, like big time. I really just want brother. Peep that produced by J. Cole and just give me the stems for that beat so I can make it sound legit. <laughs> and then we can go for there. But I got a lot of artists that I would love to work with, man. I want to work with Young Thug. I feel like I want to make a song with him or either write a song or something. I want to work with a lot of artists, though. Shit crazy. I just thought about, like, I would like to see you on a song with uh, Boss. Oh, yeah. Me and Boss can make some tomato shit. I think, yeah. I think. He has a really nice voice, yeah, too, man. Just nice. the, the, the differences in your voices, I think, would... Uh, I think it'd make a real dope track. Yeah, we'll depending be, on the production. Yeah. We'll uh, be real fly. I want to do some shit with Travis Scott too. Okay. <laughs> this is random. I know I got a million artists that I want to do music with. Either write some stuff for or write like anything, man. Anything. I just people are so creative, and I just have so many ideas. And oh, that's real. Shit, crazy. Uh, before I want, I do want to actually ask you about because I know uh, we talked about it a little bit in the beginning that about you going to school for art and design. Mm. Do you ever anticipate of using that in, like, say, fashion or anything like that? Um, I I use I use like everything I mm-hmm. learn. I, I, t- I take like I took a advertising class like as a minor when I, or, or excuse me, it was my minor at Academy of Art when I was uh, going there was advertising. So I took a course in that and I learned how to 
design and Photoshop and mm. Illustrator. And I learned like kerning and things about like fonts and text and stuff like that. So I try to take something that I learned from everything. I took some film history courses. I've always been in the movies. So I took some film history courses, got little tidbits from there, like learned different styles, like dogma and shit, like learned hella different styles and different directors and stuff. So I think like, Right now, like rapping is like the thing that I was always into. You know what I mean? As like from the from the age from from whenever I could remember. But as I go out into the world and get exposed to other things, I find new interests. So I've always been one trying to incorporate those things with my rap because that's not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. But then two trying to get good at other things to maybe branch out one day. And, and I do want to design. I do want to like make fat like men's fashion. I think there's like a different type of men's trouser that's necessary. As like since we've evolved as men, I think men are more comfortable wearing different types of pants. I think we need a different type of trouser, and I want to make like a different type of trouser for men. I want to make different tops for men. I want to. There's just a bunch of ideas and shit that I be having. Like you're a creator. Cre- you know that's how I be with the you're music. Just a creator at the end of the day, like thank you. Yeah, you're not boxed into just being a musician or artist. You're a creator. You just see things you want to create. Yeah, I'm think- trying to do that without going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> there is that balance. That's right. true. We did a special podcast on Black Panther. Are you uh, excited about that movie? <laughs> I, I'm definitely excited about it. Like, I don't know who I'm going to go see it with. I, I want to go see it with some. I heard every time I think about the movie, I think about that uh, King's Dead song. And then I oh, think yeah. about Future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit had me dying. I was like, his voice come from for that one? Yeah, I was like, I was like, where? Like, it's so unexpected. Yeah, like, yeah he just said yeah, he gave no fucks. He was like, bro, I'm. I'm Future Hendrix. I can do what I want. I was like, what? Okay. Well, hey, hey. hey. all right, Future. But I would, I definitely want to see the movies. I want to know what Marvel has like invested in. I want to. Whenever I see like all black films funded by big companies, I was like, who's really getting paid off of this? I always think twice about that kind of stuff, just because I'll be feeling like. They be trying to get me sometimes. They be like, oh, we like black people too. I be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Where's the money really going? Like, who's General's Fried Chicken, huh? Like, who's trying to get me right now? Like, but I don't know. Maybe who's the man behind the Who's the man behind, the, behind the, yeah. the, the man putting this movie on and stuff like that? Because I think it's a great idea having all these beautiful black people in that film. I think we definitely deserve to have, like, some more superheroes. And, you know, I think we deserve to have a whole different like incarnation of superheroes but regardless of that it just always be I don't know man Marvel and all of them I always be having my eyebrow at these movie companies bro the Weinstein dude came out of nowhere yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah, right. and I used to love movies to see the Weinstein company ooh this is gonna be a great yeah. film now look at shit hey, hella different yeah. so now I just be like I'm going to go watch Black Panther, but I'm about to read some articles, too. I want to talk to some people from the movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> ch- cool. Check out the Wakanda report that we did on Black Panther. It's a five-part series where we broke down, like, um, it's with Benjamin and Anuel. He basically broke down, um, the first part was we broke down Wakanda, the country mm-hmm. at where Black Panther's from, and told, uh, put a spin on it as if it was a real country, mm-hmm. um, things of that nature. And then part two, that was it goes into about Killamonger. Mm-hmm. And it gives a interesting analysis of if... Killamonger is more like Marcus Garvey <coughs> and T'Challa is more like W.B. Du Bois on mm-hmm. um, separatism versus integration ideas and how that will be encompassed in the film. So we take that kind of approach to uh, right. the series. So I think even if you're not into Black Panther or the idea, but if you want to know about some history and how it will relate to the movie, uh, it's something to check out. 
first, thank you for coming through and doing this interview. I appreciate it. Like I said, definitely go check out Real Person. Thank you, uh, bro. Definitely go check out 1993 and Hella Good. You should just get his discography, man. <laughs> like, all of it. Just, just get it Run all. up the streams. Yeah. <laughs> nah, Shoot, I, I know I ran up me. your streams this week. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, yeah, at I'm, least 20,000 spins. Right. Man, thank week. you. Yo, so, I'm honored, man. I, I really appreciate y'all having me on the show and just, just being able to talk candidly like this and, you know what I mean, just have the dialogue because that's really important for the community, for the artists, just for everybody. You know what I mean? So I appreciate y'all having me on the show, man, for real. Yeah, no problem, man. I want to say thank you to Spence for uh, co-hosting this with me. And I want to say, you know, when your next project comes out, you know, let it let us know. No, we'll Maybe we can get another interview. Yeah, and, we'll and, 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 uh, <laughs> and, you know, premiere and everything like that. So to let the people know, you know, oh, what's coming up yeah, next. Man. We'll def- definitely uh, go to his Instagram, collaborate. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you just Google C-A-L-E-B-O-R-A-T-E, you will find my SoundCloud, my Instagram, my Twitter, Facebook, anything, Spotify, Apple Music, articles about me, pictures, ugly pictures, cute pictures, <laughs> everything. So I made everything like that just that way it's real quick and easy. You know what I'm That's saying? I'm for the people. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, check out his albums, you know, um, Go get those go get those tickets for that tour date. Yes, please. And I wanna give uh, Nick a shout out. You know, uh hey, appreciate you uh setting hey. it, setting it up, getting uh <laughs> getting us the interview and everything. And um Spence, you got anything before we, we get out of here? Likewise, man, I just wanna say thank you again for coming through. Always appreciate course, it. Always appreciate y'all bring the energy too and you ready for even, you know, having us a uh, a platform to do this. So that's what's really yeah. important. So I appreciate it. up to you. Everybody stay woke out there. Yeah, that's you know what I'm saying. That's right. Uh, so you know the you know our motto: live, listen to some great music, and above all, love more because the world needs more of that. And we out. Everybody stay woke out there. <laughs>